0: Hello and welcome to the mid-season finale of Among the Stars and Bones. We will be going on hiatus after this episode and will return in mid to late August 2019. If you're looking for more content from us in the meantime, you can check us out at patreon.com slash among the stars and bones. And a reminder, Among the Stars and Bones features characters in a hostile environment and is intended for a mature audience. As such, it contains material that may be upsetting or triggering for some people. In particular, this episode contains some loud and startling noises towards the end. Specific content warnings with time codes can be found in the show notes for each episode. Please make use of them if you need to.
1: Initiative Herodotus Task Force Status Report Mission Planet Tefan Status Report six five entries included Entry one comptroller's Report
2: Commence Report january nineteenth, twenty two eleven, day thirteen. Herodotus Mission Group Comptroller Barnes Reporting. So, over my express objections, you're going to allow Gordon Price more scope to expand his work in order to preserve the AI cube. Now I know what it's like to be a test subject for a bioweapons company. You don't know which one of the incredibly nasty things they're asking you to play with is going to kill you, but you know it's going to sooner or later. Jen, if this isn't coming from you directly, I have to ask. Has anyone above you actually considered our position here on the ground, our experience, our advice? Because you should at least know that some of the things we see don't quite come across in data packets and vid feeds on the Stellarcast. And Jen, when you got the off-site job instead of me, I was glad. A little bitter, to be sure, but I knew at least you would defend the good folk in the trenches from the corporate robber barons. Was I wrong? Or have things at Central gotten a whole lot worse than I remember? (sighs) Well, in my own attempts to stop Gordon killing us all with the cube, I've taken some advice from Lieutenant Riggs and reassigned him to work with her at the Alpha site which, depending on your point of view, is either about to bear fruit or bring about our doom another way. Today, we are running a partial test of the terraformer's atmospheric systems, as has been requested. Repeatedly. As soon as I wrap this up, I'm heading over to the Alpha site to observe. With Gordon's help, the military team made some breakthroughs, and on hears and Riggs' say-so regarding viability we are trying a limited power-up to observe the intake system in action. This is an early phase test, I understand, which only looks at one part of the process. If this is successful and safe, we may be able to kick the whole system into gear. But I am sceptical. And I have to ask, are we really losing the war so badly that we have to take These kinds of risks. I know this is part of the reason we tend to employ the more maverick genius types like Gordon, but there have to be limits. Else what the hell is my job for? Victor Hollister is exactly the same. Now, despite all he's done, he's lead xenoarchaeologist on another high-profile dig somewhere in sector 17. And why? Because he gets results but he's also hurt a lot of people, yourself and Ben not least among them. Speaking of Ben, I believe he's making some progress with the dead officers' records. What's he called them? Lime? Maybe if we can learn more about why Lime and the other Proximans ended up dead, we can anticipate at least one thing that could kill us before it happens. Okay, I am glancing at the clock. If I'm going to be there for this test, I need to move. Apologies for the brevity. I'll make up for it next time. I didn't even get to follow up on Harry's death. Though I believe Kathy has been looking into it.
1: Entry 2. Xenobiology and Xenoanthropology. Report. Commence Report.
3: Kathy Winters on behalf of Dr. Panella, Day 13, Herodotus Mission. Dr. Panella and I have handed off most of the examination duties to other members of the team. It's important work, but although each examination gives us more data to create a broader statistical baseline for approximate physiology, there's little to be gained from endless conclusions of poisoned by gas. We've already doubled the total number of alien bodies examined in all other archaeological sites combined. In the current batch of specimens, we're seeing a huge variety of phenotypes in the height and bone structure alone. What DNA we've been able to extract has also allowed us to identify a number of previously unencountered genes and add them to the database. By the end of this mission, we'll know so much more about the Proximans as a species. There'll be enough data for the xenobiologist to study from now until the end of time. But in light of Harry's death, I find myself in need of a different kind of answer. I've spent some time reviewing Harry's last uploads, trying to get a sense of where he had been and where he was going when he died. The last few files uploaded to the central server were not helpful. He wasn't used to following protocol, and he never did get the hang of talking to a recorder, but... It seemed he was trying to locate what our favorite dead officer Lime's key unlocked. And I can confirm that much from his recordings. It was definitely a key. He thought it was a master key to access restricted areas and maintenance shafts, which make sense if Lime was in charge of operations. He described one of the types of access points as, uh... (laughs) Um... Uh... Let's go with... mm, Analogous to... Female anatomy? I've seen similar reports from the tech teams during their general sweeps, and these things seem kind of common, so that didn't help me much. The text cataloged them as a minor relay system, like a junction or a fuse box. I found one, and while there's no keyhole as such, I think I've worked out which part passes for a lock. It's kind of a raised triangle, which I suspect you press the key to. And I've started seeing the same triangle in other places too, like on various doors. Not all, but some. Most of the doors to living quarters we've had to force, and while they have something that looks like a logging mechanism and an access point, they were a different style. In Harry's handwritten notes, he had the location of Lime's quarters. No idea how he worked that out, but I went to check it out. I found... Traces of blood on the floor. I'm having it tested now, but I'm sure it will be Harry's. He was found 11 floors lower, but it looks like he was first attacked there. I also found another panel with the same triangle on it, hidden behind some stuff in the back. I think it amounts to... Something like a personal safe. But the key Harry had was nowhere to be found. I think... I think the AI was trying to stop Harry accessing that safe. I know it sounds ridiculous and paranoid, and I have no idea what it could be trying to hide from us or, or what it could have done with the key, but I'm creeped the hell out. And I don't know... If Harry was on to something. He might have known what he was going to find in that safe. He might have had his own suspicions about the AI and what it was doing. He worked on it alongside Gordon. I know I'm well outside my role at this point. I know you advised me early on to stick to the job description to avoid damaging my career. I I get that you're trying to take me under your wing the way Adrian Barnes did you, and... And while I appreciate it, I I can't just accept this as an accident or a bot error and let it go. We don't have anything like a dedicated security team to look into this. I'm here to help examine dead aliens and tell the story of how they lived, but I feel my life is in danger and I can't just ignore it. And I owe it to Harry. I know Celia is right, but... I, but I should have been there with him. Should have told... I could be wrong. Maybe this has nothing to do with the AI. Maybe it is my goddamn Space ball Rock after all, but... But I can't believe Harry died for no reason. Besides... This is me using my initiative. (laughs) That's what the suits say they want to see in an employee. Right? I want to know what the hell is in that safe. Assuming I'm guessing it's function, right? And it's not just the local junction box for patching into alien cable TV. Did Lyme have evidence about what the AI was doing? Maybe that's why they were the only one in the command center when they were killed. Could it be shutdown codes? Or something to take the AI offline permanently? Maybe I won't find out why Harry died. But maybe I'll find out why all the Proximans did. I swear to God, though, if one more thing goes wrong around here, I'm heading out to Hangar 6 with a crowbar and beating that cube apart. This has been your daily update from the Xenobiology Department. Have a nice day.
1: (laughs) Entry 3 Xeno Archeology
0: Report. The thing I don't get is why this Lime character was... Sorry, I'll start again. Uh, Alright, so in the last 24 hours, I've been going through more and more of the Proxman Third Officer Lime's records. Uh, I've done this partly because of Kathy's revelation that the key... Wait. Key Lime. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's funny or not. Sorry. Uh, when I say in the last 24 hours, what I mean is that I've been doing this for 24 hours... St- Oh, uh, 28, actually. Anyway, the revelation that Harry was using the key in or around Lime's quarters when he died. So, I've been going through the records, the ones Gordon gave me and the ones on the crystals Harry left, and they've been easier to access than before. A few days ago, it had only worked maybe one in every ten tries, and even then Harry's program would need four or five passes to decode the thing. Maybe the program learns to repeat processes that work? Maybe Harry made it that way? Maybe the AI really is out of our system and can't mess with us anymore. Do I sound paranoid? You might not think me so paranoid after this, because Lime was getting worried about the readings they were getting from the AI too. I mean, really worried. Here, this is a snippet I translated a couple of hours ago. I have... expressed... concern. Control computer, not functioning correct small errors actions outside rules have seen five in their version of days of unusual measurements data maybe replies to question of uh, I think they're using that word There is some some variational status. Ah, so, replies to questions of status appear normal, but, difference, other systems. Alright, so, Control Computer sounds like as good a name for an alien AI as anything I could come up with. They're talking about it glitching on them, throwing up weird responses that didn't match other systems? Okay, so, let's keep going. Responsible for malfunction breathing system in something like a sector. Four injuries result two days ago. This rely on, oh, this system we rely on, can we afford to? So that was from one section of a status report. Here's another. Instruction, or orders, given tool group. A maintenance group? Received, not same submitted. Error, cause, flood, something section. Makes it sound like the AI was deliberately issuing false orders. Then there's another, and this seems to have been only a day or two before all records end, presumably due to the disaster that brought this place down. Question to leader about control computer. Answer was not proper, not correct. Not a, not a correct response. Have a bad thinking. Suspicion control computer sabotage. Faction initiated to affect opposition. Mm, initiated by one side to hurt the other. Could end in death. No, deaths. Many deaths. Speaking, will speak to leader tomorrow. I ignore it. What? Oh, I missed the pronoun case suffix. So Lyme was saying, I, speaking as they would, ignore it. Okay, Lyme thought the leader would tell them to ignore it. Those rare pronoun cases always mess me up. Anyway... May must make control computer stop. No, be stopped. So now we need to consider the possibility that the alien deaths here weren't due to some sort of internal conflict, that maybe it was the AI itself. But if so, then why was it unplugged? Something about this whole situation does not add up. There is a chance I'm not getting the translation exactly right. Proximate grammar definitely changed in the 600 years between first discovery era and now. There's been movement in the lexicon too, and Lime's syllabic overlapping makes it so hard to tell one sound in a word from another. They're the fastest proximate speaker I've ever encountered. But with the computer breaking down the patterns, I don't think I can be that far off. But I'm missing something here. If nothing else, I'm sure the AI was a threat. Lime's last record is dated no more than two days before all communication ceases and there are no further records posted by any members of the colony, so they had to be right. They unplugged the AI in the hope of stopping whatever it was planning, but perhaps by then it had already set things in motion that couldn't be stopped. Oh, but then why was Lyme murdered? Was it a shooting war by then that Lyme got caught up in? Were they acting contrary to orders from a superior that had sabotaged the AI? Did the AI itself issue orders in its own defence? The computer is breaking down two more batches of LIMES files now. It's taking some time, but once they come through I may have some more answers. We keep finding bodies in the upper 80 levels, and mounting evidence of direct fighting to support the idea that there was wide-ranging armed conflict. But that works against the AI as the overall killer hypothesis, which will of course further muddy the waters around whether or not we're messing with things beyond our understanding here that we should just leave alone. And as I say this... I realize I just both sides myself to death. Too many maybes for anyone above you to make a call to stop Gordon. Eh, <sighs> nice knowing you, Jen.
1: Entry four, military scientific research report.
4: Commence report. Day 13, Herodotus mission. Lieutenant Riggs speaking to you from the command center of the Alpha site where I will be directing our first test of the atmospheric section of the weapon. Terraformer, rather. I'm currently in the middle of final checks, so please excuse any interruptions. The intent was to do this test earlier in the morning, so there would be time to include results and observations in the outgoing data packet with today's report, but we lost a lot of time when some instruments went offline. Instead, Gordon has live-synced the data feed to the StellarCast server. So whatever you get before the beam goes out, we'll have to do. Sorry. Speaking of Gordon, as soon as he came on board, he invalidated several competing theories we had on how this machine works. And his knowledge of how Proximan tech is organized helped locate a secondary generator for this node. So we only have to power up parts of the machine we want to test. His work is the reason we're ready to proceed much sooner than Ma'am, I am... the readings suggest power will remain stable at 21%.
0: Do you want me to go with- No,
4: I don't want anything higher than 18%. Dial it back. Safety first. Copy that. The intent of this test is to observe the machine in action. There are two things we hope to discover. First is how the system takes in atmospheric gas and determines how it can be used to better suit Proxima needs. And the second is how the gases deemed useless are broken into subatomic particles and reassembled as required. Although such a process is technically within humanity's grasp, we lack the ability to do it without a prohibitive expenditure of energy and resources. Speaking of energy, we also hope to find out what happens to the fission energy. We think the Proximan process may actually defy our understanding of how energy and matter even work, and we're hoping to generate some data for the chemists and physicists back home to unravel. If we're right? This may rewrite the textbooks forever. I'm sure I don't need to tell you that the ability to manipulate matter and energy at a low cost could have amazing applications beyond the military as well. I can see a use for this in replication technology. Imagine a ship able to pull from gases or comets and reconstitute the matter as replacement parts or hull plating. High in the sky, perhaps. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. The alien modeling is so complex, we lack the language to fully comprehend what is going on. Mathematics might be a universal language, but we're still stumped. I even sent on some of the data to people at top universities, with appropriate clearance, and they have given me nothing. So we go back to science the old-fashioned way, hypothesis, experiment, observation. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I want final numbers and a go, no go in six minutes. Logan, give me a final reading on those recording instruments.
5: Five by five, Lieutenant.
4: Okay, thank you. Gordon, you good down there?
5: Yeah, we got it all locked down here, Lieutenant. You do your job and I'll do mine.
4: Price is at the intake site directly monitoring feed and flow. A couple of his team are there, along with Logan and a few more of mine. Their position should allow them to intercede directly on the ground if anything goes wrong. There are a number of proximum cutout switches down there that they can hit if the instruments miss anything. Gordon also has to monitor the lines into and out of the system in order to properly regulate energy flow.
6: I need some more to hear.
4: Thank you, Eckert. Take your time. We will do this by the numbers or not at all. All right. Only a few more minutes to go. By the time the next stellar cast goes out, we will have had time to do some preliminary work on the data and be able to present the most relevant information. I'd hoped we'd already be done by now, and there'd be time for at least some initial observations, but it was not to be. I'm starting to get thumbs up from my crew now. We're only doing this on less than 20% capacity, but that should be more than enough to get the reactions going without putting too much strain on a system that has lain dormant for six centuries.
6: I guess Gordon is good
4: for something after all. This is the most advanced technology of alien design that has ever been operated by human hands. I got into the military to serve. My first love has always been science, and this... This is the kind of science I have always lived for. Flanagan, please repeat. Yes that was expected just keep bringing it up slowly any sudden dips in your dials you let me know immediately all right i'm going to hit upload and then switch off to focus on the test i'll see you on the other side once we're done making history rigs out
1: entry five technology report
5: Gordon Price here, from some place in the bowels of the Alpha site that I was not contracted to be in. See, I really don't get it, Jennifer. You guys trust me to boot up a generator 600 years past its mm-hmm. use-by date, and ride shotgun on your little experiment to kickstart an alien terraforming machine you're hoping to subjugate your little war effort. But somehow, despite the doctorates and degrees in the actual area of science for which I have studied, Everyone keeps second-guessing my judgement on an alien counting machine! What gives?
4: Anyway, I spent the day
5: prepping, so since I didn't have have time to make a report earlier, you're stuck riding with me live through this experiment. I've synced this recorder to upload directly to the outgoing server in real time, so I don't miss the Stellarcast deadline. Someone upstairs, whose name rhymes with Lieutenant Squiggs, wanted me to check recheck and triple check the math down here. Then we had an instrument failure that caused a delay. Briggs also had me evaluate the various alien extension cords we're using. Okay, extension cords makes it sound like we're kicking off a community concert at the local elementary school, but you get the idea. We've essentially rerouted their power conduits from a cluster of three minor power generators to both isolate and kickstart this thing. So here I am, computer scientist extraordinaire, running cable and flipping switches. Logan, for the third time you need to stand back farther. The spill from the containment field you calculated was strong enough that no one should be within 30 feet of- Fine here. You watch your screens and I'll- Okay. Some get the math whiz a measuring tape. One, he can't tell 30 feet from not 30 feet. And two, it sounds like he wants to get into a dick measuring contest over this. Anyway, I suppose I should be reporting. Once my expertise was requested, I, without the slightest reservation, happily volunteered my time and energy to the endeavor of unlocking the secrets of this delightful machine. I was able to cut to the heart of the problem in about two hours, maybe 90 minutes, if I'm fair to myself. And here we are. Seriously, it's so simple. It was just about A, matching power polarities from the secondary interfaces so we could boot up just this one section of the facility, and B, making a list and checking it twice on how many things could go spectacularly wrong.
4: Gordon, there appears to be an issue with the number four booster. Can you compensate and reroute?
5: We'll have to power down. No, we won't. Give me 20 seconds.
2: You can't possibly do a live patch- Only
5: three things I can't do, Logan. Cook a souffle, remember my wife's birthday, and hack a StellarCast server. Really? Oh, yeah. Military-grade encryption on those things is formidable. I guess they really don't want anyone messing with the phone line. I meant about your wife. That's a pretty fundamental relationship no-no. Why don't you set up a notification on your calendar or something? You're the tech wizard, and you're telling me that you can't- And done. All fixed, Riggs.
4: are back in the green. Thank you. Okay, people. Can we have a final go-no-go no go from all sections, please?
5: So, where was and I on this report? Go,
4: no go. Oh, yes.
5: Explaining go how go. my genius got Thank this experiment you. off and running. Go, I mean, no Riggs seems pretty solid, but she's a plotter. These Thank guys you. had all the data in front of them for a week. No they mapped the facility. They'd study the simulations, even had yours truly come in and... I'll go here, Lieutenant.
4: Alright, people? Starting in T-minus 20.
5: And even had yours truly come in and help. Got old Professor Benny in, too, to come and read the labels. T-minus
4: 15? I mean,
5: if this is the brightest the military has to offer, I can see why the Separatists are kicking our ass. T-minus
4: 10. 9. 8. 7. 6. 5. 4. 3. 2. 1. 0. Engage.
5: Look at that. Holy shit. We'll admit, this does look pretty cool.
6: Holy As the
5: system is powering up, there's a kind of lightning-in-a-bottle effect going on amid swirling gases. We're overlooking an intermix chamber where we can see the atmosphere being drawn in. It's like watching a fog machine in reverse. I imagine this is what it looks like up close and personal with Jupiter's atmosphere. Huh. That's odd. That's odd. Odd. What? It's okay. Just saw something on my screen for a second. It's nothing.
4: We are five by five here. Gordon, report in.
5: All good at this end. The reaction is beginning and it looks stable. Power is stable. Lines seem unaffected. And despite his poor visual estimation skills, it looks like Logan's math holds. Correct. Don't get him to park your car, but he can calculate the size of a containment field. It's actually making my hair stand on end as we speak. Literally? Yep.
4: I don't think... Is that supposed to happen?
5: Hell if I know, Lieutenant.
2: It would suggest a slightly more passive leakage from the field than I expected.
4: Should you withdraw to a safer distance?
2: No. It's well within limits.
4: Are you sure? Be sure. I'm sure. Gordon?
5: Nothing out of the ordinary. We've obviously all just been rubbing our heads with balloons.
4: Are you getting the same readings I am down there?
5: If you're referring to what the machine appears to be doing to the sulfur and the sulfur dioxide, then yes.
4: Incredible. Wait, what is that? What is what?
5: I saw it too. Surges. They're on the sensors, but they're not coming from our equipment something separate. I'll
4: order a power down.
5: No, wait. That might make things worse. We must have triggered another nascent relay. If you power down now, it'll just kick in and try to compensate. Hang on. We'll see if my interface here in the system will...
4: That can't be good.
5: Okay, I can't do it from here and it's getting worse. Clear the area, people! There's a junction box down the west corridor. I think if I dial in from there, I can reroute to... A... No No time, get clear! Someone help that man! No choice, Lieutenant. Another explosion like that could cause a breach and we'll all die from atmospheric exposure.
6: Okay, I've got...
1: End status report. 6 This episode of Among the Stars and Bones
2: featured the voices of... Julia Eve as Adrienne Barnes. Jordan Cobb as Kathy Winters.
0: Chris Magilton as Ben Kelleher.
4: Lindsay Dorcas as Lieutenant Laura Riggs. Alison Brandt as Jensen.
5: Dylan Chambers as Logan. Graham Rowett as Gordon Price.
1: Devin Madsen as the computer The work of the Eudoxus Initiative is made possible by generous research grants from our patrons Thank you to our most recent patrons Papa, Fargo Fiona, Kennedy Bohan, Tian Nathaniel Wesker. If you, too, would like to support humanity's understanding of alien technology, culture, and history, go to patreon.com slash AmongTheStarsAndBones. For a transcript of this report or additional information, go to AmongTheStarsAndBones.com. We can also be found on Twitter, Facebook, and merchandise is available through TeePublic. Thank you for listening.